0: hey we want to welcome everybody to you and the law podcast show Uh, we want to thank everybody for being patient with us tonight. We had a few little technical uh issues with uh with Chief Swag. We're gonna we gonna blame it on Chief Swag, uh, Chief Hill. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Chief Swag, man, you done went into the dark. So you gotta come out you gotta come
1: to the light. Move 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 to your left. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That man right there. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you know, this
0: is what happens when, when, when people, uh, when people get older, man. Jay, this is what happens.
1: that's yeah, exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't have any of my grandkids around to show me how to work all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Well, hey, we want to
0: thank you for taking the time out of your your afternoon, man, to come on and join us. Uh, we've got a. Uh, a, a topic that you know we hopefully it's not something that we would like to talk about, but as you know, Jay, it, it's, it's something that uh, is has happened more times than what it should have, and so uh, you know we want to welcome everybody to to you the law podcast, and we want to remind you that uh, if you got any questions uh ask your questions in the chat we'll see them pop up and uh we'll get right to them and tonight guys we're gonna be uh the topic is our search for answers after mass shootings and so um as everyone know about the tragic mass shooting in Uvalde Texas just what a week after the the shooting in Buffalo New York uh we have another 18-year-old who has committed another horrible crime. So, uh, guys, before we jump into the topic, I want to flip over and play something real quick uh, for our listeners. Uh, so just bear with me, and I will be right back. So hold on just a second. Let me find this audio clip.
1: Our KHOU 11 Investigates team is tracking how this all unfolded. We're joined by Jeremy Rogowski. And Jeremy, the big questions for people right now. What do we know about the gunman and how he got his weapon? Well, Ron, state officials
2: say Salvador Ramos was a high school dropout with no known adult criminal history. And he bought the guns legally just last week, the week of his 18th birthday. Salvador Ramos purchased an AR platform rifle from a local gun store last Tuesday, 375 rounds of ammunition Wednesday, and another AR-style rifle Friday, according to the ATF. Yesterday morning, officials said Ramos posted three messages on Facebook, the only known warning of what was to happen. I'm going to shoot my grandmother. I shot my grandmother. I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Officials say the grandmother was able to call 911 as Ramos drove a few blocks towards Robb Elementary, where he crashed this pickup truck in a ditch about 100 yards away and headed toward his school back door. Authorities say a Uvalde school resource officer briefly confronted Ramos before the suspect went down two short hallways and into two adjoining classrooms, where he shot and killed 19 children and two teachers. More police arrived shortly after and a border patrol agent officials say killed the suspect. Inside the school, authorities recovered seven 30-round magazines, as well as a backpack with even more ammo just outside the back door. And according to a law enforcement briefing to state lawmakers, the suspect was wearing a tactical vest, but it did not have any body armor inside that vest. Investigators, meanwhile, still don't have an answer into the biggest question so many are asking. What was the motive? For this heinous crime wow yeah
0: Pretty yeah powerful. yeah it is it is um and you know i think you know jay since this story has broke uh, so many things have uh so many information has been shared with the public uh by the Texas Department of Public Safety by the local law enforcement and in that video you know you heard them say that the uh, gunman was briefly encountered by a school resource officer officer or somebody at the school which now we know that's not that did not take place so uh, you know you know man I think it's it, it, it look, this is something that this community is going to have to be dealing with for a very long time and unfortunately uh, Jay you've got some parents who were pleading and begging with officers to go inside of that school while this shooting was take place.
1: That's that's what I heard also um it and keep you know as well as I do doing this job for decades that we have been that it's easy to critique when you're sitting in your recliner at home or behind your board. Um, I I think this, unfortunately this won't be the last one. We all know that there's, there's copycats out there and I, I I think the news channels are partially responsible um, for all the confusion they, I think news channels want to be the first person to break the story. And sometimes when they do that, I feel that they don't have all the facts. They just want to be first.
0: Correct. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Jay,
0: and you make a good point about, you know, we wasn't, we were not there. We're just going off of what we're seeing on the news and what's being reported. Uh, and you know there's been some cell phone video footage that has been shown by the parents who were there so you know and i and keith you know jump in on this here i think what do you think about the the misinformation that has been put out there in the last couple of
3: days well good evening everybody uh team, uh Good evening, peace. how you doing? So, let me just say this, man. Um, our, our, there's two things I focus to be on. Uh, the families of these ki- of these children and what we can do to stop this type of violence from occurring. Right now, that's the only two things. Take the politics out of it. We we got to we got to think about these families. And how do we prevent or minimize the chance for having to get? And it's just like the chief said. Unfortunately, um, we're going to have another one, uh, and that's just the way it is. Not if, not not if, but when. And the reason why I think the, the citizen or the listeners need to understand why I say that is because think about all the ones that we've had, and you have copycats. And it's just like the chief said, you're, you're going to have somebody who wants to outdo somebody. And, you know, at the end of the day, whether that person commits suicide or he's, he's killed by police or he's arrested, they literally, when they have this much hate in their hearts or they have this serious form of mental illness, they really don't care. And how do you shock the soul of a nation? You kill a child. Kill a child. And so, not not did he kill. Not only did he not kill. Not only did he, did he he killed nineteen kids and two teachers, and then there were a lot of other children and people injured. But he shot his grandmother. And so there was something there, Chiefs. The problem that I have with this whole situation is that there were indicators. There were indicators. I mean, you. You talk to his high school classmates, talk to his family. You talk to his neighbors. There were indicators, just like going back to Buffalo. Indicators. I don't think there has been a mass shooting that has that has um, uh, had deaths that there hasn't been indicators
1: there uh, related to the shooter. So they all it, like they all like to boast what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, well and, guys,
0: remember, remember the Las Vegas shooter. No, nobody still to this day have a clue why he did what he did. Nobody. I don't believe it. unless Jay, unless there's something that's come up. But I think the Las Vegas shooter, that mass shooting right there, he didn't even well, he they, didn't leave behind any any
3: kind of information. Hey, there there was some information out there, Virgil, and what it was believed that this guy um and chief correct me if i'm wrong but apparently this guy uh in in vegas uh basically there was some there were some personal issues there with him um i can't remember if he had lost all of his money i can't believe if you i can't remember but there was some personal issues there that were going on with him uh i don't he think he, i'm sorry go ahead chief
1: the, the, the news reported he was a big gambler
3: yeah and there was something going on so I don't know if this kid if this guy had lost all of his money or, or something but there was some personal issues going on with him financially yeah I, I, I'm just pulling up some information and according to what
0: the FBI you know stated that at early in the investigation that there were they couldn't find a motive uh, related to the shooting I know he had some gambling issues he had a lot of money but you know he he was a man who once again planned a mass shooting he did everything up into barricading the door because he knew that law enforcement would breach that they would find where he was at and they would breach that door
3: yeah um, Get up. I'm sorry chief go ahead No, no, it's, 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 um, and you know, guys, I'll tell you, it's when you have someone, you know, you you, you have this, these guys, these guys telegraph what they're going to do. And, and I believe that when you have someone who telegraphs what they do, what they're doing, and people know, I think the people who know are complicit, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I think they're complicit, man. I mean, you know, it, it's as it's, it's though, well, you know, they're not serious. And, and and if we haven't had enough of these incidents to indicate that people are serious, and the fact of the matter is that we're going to have more than 100, what, we had 200 mass shootings in the nation this year already? I know there's over, been...
0: I know there's been 27 mass, shootings. there's been 27 school shootings so far this year. But There's been
3: 190 something based on the definition of mass shootings that the FBI has provided. There's been 193 so far this year. Correct. Yeah. And there has been 193. So, man, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. And so, but then let's talk about a whole different aspect of this thing, man. Now we're, now we're hearing so I, I can't say because I don't know if it's been confirmed yet now we're hearing that the first responders were going and actually saving their children and and it took an hour for them for first responders to enter the school now I'm, a, I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say this I I, I understand your you're your, your priority to your children. But let me ask y'all this: Am I missing something with active shooter? Was active shooter not developed? And as soon as you oh, get on, uh, at least two people get on scene that you out that you you immediately go in and
1: address the threat. I mean, am I missing something? I, I, no, you're not. And and I've told every one of my officers, if there is a a school shooting or a shooting at a Dollar General. And if you show up, and you're the only person there, and you can eliminate that threat, then do it. We're paid to put our lives on the line. We, 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 that's what we do. Well, we well, we stand you. on that wall, Chief. We stand on that wall. We do, Chief. And I'll tell
3: you this, too. Uh, um, when I was, before I retired, I kept a flap jacket. I kept a vest uh a best and extra magazines in my car in my radio and if there had been any situation active shooter i'm gonna throw that best on and i'm gonna immediately go in and address that address that situation and i don't care where i'm at I any mean, Ab- I- absolutely absolutely so so it's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's going to be interesting but we gotta figure out a way to stop and, and, and you know on both sides of the of the of the aisle. I, I don't I've told people this. I don't care if you're Democrat, don't care if you're Republican, moderate, let's figure out a way to to we all gotta put our heads together and figure how we minimize this. We gotta
1: stop we gotta stop Democrat. this. It's Keep a we are in the business of saving lives. Absolutely. That's 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 what we did. Yeah. I, I entered this job in nineteen eighty eight to to do exactly that. And I I, I I know each of each one of you guys have done that also and that's what we do. We we preserve life. And right. if it cost us our lives, then you know that's that's we signed on the dotted line, we signed the contract. Just like in the Marine Corps, we signed the contract to protect life and property,
0: period. Well, I'm going to say this, Jay. Let's go back to what took place in Buffalo. You had a retired Buffalo officer working in that grocery store as a security officer. He took on the threat, Mm -hmm. and he fired at that suspect, even though it didn't have an impact. But he did what he needed to do to, to save the lives of those people in the store. And so, you know, Chief Humper, you mentioned about the politics. I I think people are so fed up with this conversation about politics. Ever since Columbine, ever since every shooting, even uh, Sandy Hook, every politician always comes out and says, hey, our thoughts and prayers are with the family. Our thoughts and prayers Whatever you, we can do, we're there for you. But you're not. Because again, there has been so many kids have been killed from mass shootings. And you would seem to think that you got these politicians, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Stop bringing up the fact that my colleagues on the other aisle won't do this, my colleagues on the other aisle won't do that. Because at the end of the day, I hate to say this, but if one of these senators, kids or grandkids, were involved in one of these shootings, they would be standing on the floor of the House or the Senate, introducing a bill so quick to make sure that these things would not happen again. It has not hit home for these guys. And that is a problem that so many parents and other people are saying. It is not hit home, and it really gets me when you got guys like Ted Cruz and all these other comes on TV about, hey, it's the Democrats, and then you got the Democrats come on saying it's the
1: Republicans. I think people are tired of that, guys. Yeah, I I, I I extremely agree with 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 that statement, Chief. I, I, it's 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 not that issue. It's 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 a protection of life issue um, and that's what we do We're, we, we are supposed to protect life correct yes we are okay. we do that at all cost I mean we get paid money to put our lives on line and most most of us don't ever have to do that but when that time comes it, it, it's time to to, to check in and punch in and do it
0: yeah hey guys we got some comments that are coming in and want to get to some of them uh, one of them uh, probably see up on the screen uh, it's retired uh, captain from OCPD uh, captain Norris he says this was an active shooter not a barricaded subject a barricade A barricade can become active but once the shooter starts it will never become a barricade uh make immediate entry find the shooter neutralize and eliminate you're absolutely right captain i mean it and that's why so many people are asking the questions why were so many law enforcement officers outside why this gunman was still inside of that classroom and they actually started one parent she was handcuffed So why was there again there's so many questions that still need to be answered but you didn't see people running into the building into that school like we've seen in other
1: mass shootings and that's what we should be doing chief is we run toward danger we we are we are the last line of defense if no one's going to charge that building then who is I'll I'll, you know I've told all my officers if if you need to go in by yourself to eliminate a threat and protect life then do it if you if you have that then do it exactly exactly
0: hey Chief we, we lost
3: your audio yeah, she to the point of cowardice. Every every police officer that stood around and didn't do anything should be fired. If it comes down to cowardice, uh, uh, um, you know, or if it comes down to a supervisor who told these officers not to go in, then heads should roll over that. Um, I'm, I'm telling heads should roll. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this. You
0: had border, you had, you had border patrol agents there who had the firepower. So, so this isn't, this shouldn't come down to a conversation or a debate over, uh, well, we didn't have that type of uh, style of assault weapon. So you had local law enforcement, you had border patrol, federal border patrol agents there. So. Somebody at some point is going to have to just come out and say this Yubaldi police department, whoever they were, dropped the ball because they did not enter into that school
3: when they should have. Well, let me tell you this: it doesn't matter if you have a revolver, it doesn't matter if you got a shotgun. Man, you go. That's that's what that's that is what the active shooter situation is about. Yeah. That is what the training, we've gone through training, man. We've yeah. talked about that. It has been, it has been beat into our heads. When you have a active shooter situation, if it's only one officer, you go in and you immediately address the threat. Now, you you telling me that you had a a retired officer in buffalo that addressed the threat immediately and unfortunately he lost his life
0: i think i lost we, you again I lost you chief okay. let me let me send him
1: a message uh chief we can't hear you <laughs> we can't hear you
0: yeah, yeah. I just sent him a message. Jay uh, just told him no sound.
1: Well, I, I, um, let me let me piggyback on that before uh, Chief Humphrey can can rejoin us. And that that is exactly right. If 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 you don't want to put your life on the line, and you know, I understand if you don't want to put your life on the line. Then don't don't take the oath and raise your right hand what? And, and do that. Because unfortunately that's what's required sometimes is that you rush in and you save you save life. If yeah. you're not willing to do that, then please don't apply. We want to save people. But we want people that are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Right, yeah. cheap Green? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Hey, I want to get to another comment here, Jay, from one of our, our people that's tuned in with us. Uh, Tony Hollis says, The very reason why the police should push back on the NRA, obtaining an assault weapon for 18-year-olds is legal opposed to
1: 18-year-olds buying a can of beer. So well let, let me I got a strong opinion on this, uh, Chief Green.
0: Yeah, go right ahead.
1: It, you know states the individual we have fifty states in the United States. Yeah. And each state establishes their rules for obtaining a firearm. Correct. In Oklahoma it's twenty one. You have to be twenty one years old to carry a handgun, so you have to be 21 years old minimum to be a police officer in the state of Oklahoma. Correct. Um, and, and, and 21 is, is, is a very young age to be putting on the responsibilities like that, to take yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that each state... Needs to look at look at their regulations for owning the hand. I mean, 18 years old to own an AR-15 or an M4 or any kind of uh, assault weapon. Maybe maybe that's too young. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a politician. But well, what, well, Jay, let me say this: It's an assault rifle. I used it in war. Yeah. It, it's a very it's a very destructive weapon.
0: It is. Well, I'm going to say this, Jay. Uh, uh, Kenneth Baker brings up a very good point. And this is something that I've heard even watching the, the news uh, since the shooting happened. To rent a car, you have to be 25 years old to rent a car. So how is it that, you know, you got to be 25 years old to rent a car. Yeah. But you can only be in the state of Texas, even in the state of Texas, guys, you gotta be 25 years old to rent a car at any any major car rental place. But in the state of Texas and some other states, you can only be, once you turn 18, you can go and you can buy these type of high capacity weapons. But you cannot go into a store and purchase a six pack of beer nor can you go into Applebee's or Red Lobster and sit down and have dinner with your family and drink alcohol. So I mean, when we talk about passing laws, why is it that we've got laws like that? But we but we've got laws to where if you want a handgun, if you want an assault rifle, you can go buy one.
3: That's a, that's a good
1: question. It, it, yeah, great question. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, think, I think you know you can you can buy an you can buy an M4, but you can't buy a six pack of Budweiser.
3: Yeah, exactly. Something wrong. Something wrong.
1: Go ahead, Chief <laughs> Swag. Hey,
3: man, this this is the deal, man. There's there's so many different components here, man. You know, we're talking about mental illness. We're talking about violence people who are violence we're talking about gun rights and so I'm a I'm a I'm a second amendment guy I totally believe that people have a right to buy guns and I am too Chief oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a second amendment guy I, I believe in it but what I what I don't understand is the Brady bill was passed uh, after Reagan was shot uh, named after um, I think Jim Brady as, uh, hey, geez,
0: was, Let me say this. Let me say this real quick. That bill was passed very
1: quickly. That very bill was passed very quickly. Very quickly. D- different time, I, Chiefs. That, time, that was a very different time in, in in the country, though. Yeah, yeah. You're right, Jay. You are absolutely right. And what
3: I don't get is, um, why is there a problem with? Uh, saying, okay, uh, we need a database to determine who's meant to, you know, so we can stop those individuals that are have uh, mental illness, and I'm talking about the, 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 high, the high levels of mental illness. We can make sure that straw purchases don't take place. We can also, let's look at these laws that say, if you steal a gun from a car, if you steal a gun, let's enhance that penalty. I I think those are the type of things that we need to really look at that are, they don't violate people's, uh, because we're talking about, when we're talking about those three types of things, those don't, those don't go in line with the Second Amendment. They don't. And so, stealing a gun to commit a crime, that's not in line with the Second Amendment. Someone who's, who's who's diagnosed with a mental illness and schizophrenia, that there is a potential that they could use a weapon to commit a horrific crime, that's not in line with the Second Amendment. And, and 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 things like that. So why why don't we those are two things I think that we could do to help. Now, we gotta realize, man, we gotta do something and, and, and if, if 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 both sides don't come together on on anything else we got they got to come together on gun laws absolutely chief correct absolutely. yeah if, if, if i don't care don't wanna i don't care if you don't agree with biden i don't care if you didn't agree with trump i don't care if you do agree with trump or biden i don't care we got to come together man this is not a this is not a us versus them. This is all of us. I, I don't get it. And 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 um, you know what? Cause there's never been, there's never been, let me say this. There's never been a single gun that has ever killed anyone. There has been a person that has been in possession of that gun yeah. that has either hurt somebody or killed somebody. Yeah. A gun a gun is yeah. Guns don't kill people. No. kill people. People kill people. It's a tool used by people to kill people. So
1: I don't know, man. I am just You're uh, never gonna eliminate evil no in any world, Chief. Evil no. will always exist. Absolutely. And people like people like thousands of people, officers that have men and women that have stepped up and said, You know what? I raised my right hand. I will take that oath, and I will defend this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, 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 it. Go ahead. Well, please. let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Do you think as a nation and as, a, as law enforcement and as, as politicians, do you think there's a clear and concise understanding of what domestic terrorism is? No. I, I, no, I do not. I personally
1: no. Yeah.
0: no, no, no. Be- because again, you get into that com- you get into that debate about uh, now you're starting putting labels on on certain people, and people don't want to do that. I mean, when you talk about domestic terrorism, when you start talking about you know white supremacy groups, and you start talking about all these other groups, people don't want to have that conversation. But they will come out and get very engaged with these type of conversations about these mass shootings. And, and I have to say this, and I think there are so many, so many politicians who mm-hmm. you, the three of us will never fully or the, we will never fully understand the pain that these parents are feeling in, uh, Uvalde or we will never uh feel the pains of the of the families in Buffalo. Uh we just won't. And so I want to ask you these questions, Jay and, and 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 Keith, and even to those who are listening to us. How how can you stand up and continue to say, We are with you? We pray, our prayers are with you. I mean, you've got the family and there are so many families in Uvalde, Texas, who never thought that they would have to bury their children, and they don't even have the finances to to do that. You don't so, drop
3: your kids off at school thinking they're not going to come home again. No, no. And, and, and so, you know,
0: I think it's time, for, it, it, these tough conversations have been had because I went back. Guys and I listen to the parents from Sandy Hook. I listen to the the parents from, you know, Colorado, Columbine, all the other mass shootings, and you just hear the the these they're just words cannot describe. And and then every single president has had to deal with talking about this here. But you got the same politicians. Who are sitting in office and they're not doing anything, and 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 so, at what point? Do what?
1: What can? What can we do? We we, chief. That's a great question, Chief Green. That a that, that is a great question. What can we do? Yeah. Well, I I can, I can tell you from. Uh, the feelers i i put out with my constituents do better do better yeah. yeah we need to do better and that is communication personnel interagency communication and statewide communication that's how we can do better yeah yeah well it, now i'm a
0: because I, you know, I spent a little bit working a year with the Tulsa public school uh, campus police department, probably one of the best in the state of Oklahoma when it comes to school safety. I agree. There, I agree. You can, yeah, you cannot get into any public school in the city of Tulsa unless you are let in by somebody within that office. Uh, the the dispatch center has the capability of locking down doors uh and so the technology is there and so when we you know our topic tonight is our search for answers after mass shootings and i think when we talk about the safety of schools there are so many there are several schools who have some very high-tech technology in their schools to prevent these type of things from happening. And so when we go back to Sandy Hook, there was a conversation about more funding for schools to prevent these things from happening. So here we are, what, some 12 to 15 years later, 12 years later, and there is every single school should have this type of of high, Technology that <laughs> will prevent. I don't care if you're in a small rural community. I don't care if you're in Langston, Oklahoma, or if you're in Boley, Oklahoma, or Payton, Oklahoma. I- You've got to make sure that your school is the most safest building in your community. But- or in a Little Rock, or Arkansas. Or in Little, yeah. <laughs> but the simple fact that if banks can be saved, why can't
1: schools be safe well we're going to protect our borders how about we protect our school well jay you first bring up a
0: good point keith jay's gonna say if we're going to protect our borders why can't we protect our schools and and you know i'm off of border protection but stop putting so much money into trying to keep people out of the country yeah. and start putting the money in the school systems to
1: where people will feel safe. I, well, I mean for fee- for people like all of our us uh, three chiefs, we're all in within five years of age. We we need that next generation, yeah. Chiefs. Well, we well, need Keith, the next generation
0: Keith is a little older, uh, Jay. Uh, I'm sorry the guy to your left over there, he's a little older. He's older than us.
1: (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Nothing but love, baby. Nothing but love. Whatever. (laughs) Well, we're, we are, we are tasked with our, with our protection of our, of our cities, communities, and our schools. And, Ladies and gentlemen, we have, we, we rose, we, we, I'm going to back up. We, we raised, we raised our right hand and we did the oath. And if we need to protect our schools, our citizens, and our communities with our oath, right? Right, Chiefs? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right, Jay. And, and again, you know, I want to remind. Let me just remind everybody: if you just now tuned into the podcast, uh, you're listening to You and the Law podcast. And tonight' topic is our search for answers after mass shootings. And we've got on a special guest uh, is joining us: uh, Chief Jay Hill. He's the police chief with the city of Langston, big town Langston, where Langston University is at the only HBCU college in the state of Oklahoma. So, Jay, thank you for for joining us. Thank you, Chief. Yeah. So, go ahead, Chief Swag. Chief Swag. (laughs) Hey, man, he he thinks he's got the swag, Jay, but... (laughs) He does. He does, baby. He's in Little Rock. (laughs) So... So, you know, I want to go back to, you know, it. what are we probably 72 hours past the shooting in, in Uvalde, Texas, and uh, there are still, the families there are still searching for answers. Why didn't police go into the building? Why were they outside basically pleading and in? everything that they could think of to get those officers to go inside of that school. And so, you got to ask yourself this question, Jay. Um, first of all, why was the school even accessible to uh, this guy to get inside of the school?
1: Well, I, I, you know, and I, I, I'm i not real familiar with Uvalde, but it's a
0: small J. It's a it's a real small community, about 90 miles uh, from San Antonio. So it's a, it's in a rural. Area. It, it's I mean it's not a, a a small small city, but it's small. So I mean, uh, it, it's it's kind of close to to the border uh, of Texas and, and Mexico. So that's why you have border patrol agents there.
1: And and. When 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 Chief Green, I know I know you and you know me. When people say they need help, we run toward chaos. Yeah, exactly. And, and I I think that's extremely important in in this current climate that new people need to know when you're entering this profession, Chief, that. It's it's service before self. And I, I think everybody needs to know that you need to put yourself before the citizens in in your community.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, right, right. Well well Jay, you know, there's a, a war going on in Ukraine. And you've got soldiers who are putting their lives on the line to save their communities. They're not running from the Russian soldiers. They're running towards the Russian show soldiers. They're doing everything they can based upon their training to eliminate the threat. So you've got to ask us it and let me stop let me go back to this Jay. There are a lot of people who are just regular civilian citizens who are fighting alongside of soldiers in Ukraine who have no military training whatsoever. So you gotta think about this. I just, I listened to the news a couple of nights ago where a very wealthy Ukrainian uh, is fighting alongside the soldiers in Ukraine. This man is a is a billionaire. So if a billionaire can put on body armor and fight alongside soldiers, what what was wrong with these police officers in Uvalde, Texas to not go into that school and use your training to, 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 to eliminate the threat? And if the person was inside of this classroom, do everything you could to get inside of that classroom, because. Guys, we are hearing some very horror stories about how these kids' bodies were mangled with, just riddled with bullets. The fact that this 18-year-old just continued to shoot these innocent kids as they lay their dead. I mean, that is is very hard to comprehend with. And I don't see how, if you are a police officer, that you can still want to be in this profession after knowing that these children suffered tremendously.
1: You, you, you can't. You can't, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely I mean, not. Yeah, they 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 suffered tremendously, Jay. And 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 you know the things that have happened since this shooting, Jay. One of the school teachers' husband. It, it, you know, I saw earlier on the on news, uh, one of the news outlets where they the, a camera crew caught him and maybe his father walking up to the memorial site in front of the school, laying down flowers. Out, hours later, this man dies from a heart attack. So now that family has lost their mother and their father to be wrong. Two. And, and so as a politician, I don't care if you're a Republican democrat. Where is the empathy and where is the conversation that says, you know what, instead of instead of me going to the NRA convention this weekend in Houston, Texas, let me get my butt back to DC and let us get to work on how we can and come up with some kind of legislation to stop 18 year olds from getting weapons that's what's important jay that's what's really important and i think i, I just can't understand how you cannot a uh, mitch mcconnell whoever you are to say well everybody is publicizing this every time there's a mass shooting you want to publicize it you're not publicizing because this is happening more times than you can probably even remember. Jay, you and I know, man. There's been so many mass shootings, you can't you can't remember them all. Mm. You can't. I mean, it's, No, you're right, Chief. Yeah, and, and so, you know, again, how do you honor? How do you remember? these children and how do you remember the families from Buffalo how do you remember the the, the other school shooting and Jade, let me just go back let me say this here when a father says my son for his birthday I'm going to go and buy him a handgun I'm going to go buy him either a Glock I'm going to go buy him an assault weapon whether he turns 15 or he turns 18. For, for a father to say, well, my son won't go out and do that. You don't know what your kids are going to go and do. So why would you put a handgun in the hands of a 15-year-old or a 15-year-old or an
1: 18-year-old, Jay? Uh, uh, I... <laughs> I obviously do not have a answer to that because you don't you don't well no And Jay and and I
0: know we love cheese swag and and hopefully he'll he'll come back on and join us uh, before the end of the show but you know it was just several months ago Jay that there was another school shooting where we learned after the fact that the father went and purchased a son a uh who just turned 15. he had purchased his son a handgun and the son took the gun to school and shot and shot and killed several students then the parents they go off and they're running from law enforcement Mm -hmm. so as a parent if you're an educated man and you're gonna sit there and think well you know what Oh, so Johnny says he wants a handgun for his birthday. I'm gonna go to Academy Sports and buy him a handgun. But let me let me let me stop and think. Well, you know what? This other kid, his parents went and bought him a gun. So I'm not going to buy my son a gun. I mean, where where do parents, where, where does that responsibility come in with the parents who are going out and buying these kids these guns? And, and jay i showed there was a tiktok video that i sent to to chief swag and this was at a school jay these were a group of very young african-american boys boys and girls m- mostly boys they were inside of a gym they opened up a bag that had at least four or five different type of handguns one kid had a uh, an assault weapon in front of his pants, and this was some kind of maybe a basketball game or some kind of event going on so they're posting this stuff to, to TikTok and, and, and I've got to ask I'm going to ask you this question have you ever been in Facebook jail because you, you <laughs> so if you post something and, and I'm, I don't know if uh, Chief Norris is still if Captain Norris is still along with us or not but uh, we've got quite a few questions that have come in, but uh, how do you, people make comments on Facebook and they get put in Facebook jail, but you can post a video on TikTok and don't nothing happen to you. So, so, hey uh, guys, let me get to some of the questions. We've had quite a few chats come in. Um, Tony Hollis says, reply to Mike Norris, uh, Mr. Mike Norris, we also have black police officers who turn their heads to excessive police assaults. Also, black officers have sense to not shoot and kill white folks. My point to Hispanic officers' mindset. Uh, let me get to another comment, guys. I'm sorry that I didn't see all your comments come in. Uh, Kenneth Baker, he says, I'm not putting that type of power in my teenager kid's hand who still is learning himself and learning how to deal with his emotions that's a good comment mr baker a real good comment uh let me go back up here we've got uh another comment from mr baker he says everybody from the most senior on down were waiting for somebody else to take the lead with them uh, and so uh we've got a, another comment from uh who a teacher he says a teacher propped the door open to turn the car to turn to the car and to get their phone or to return to the car to get their phone um so we've got another comment here from kenneth baker he says train better unfortunately learn from each incident and don't be don't get complacent uh there is no way to determine what city or school will be next and, and you're right Mr. Baker, uh, any any school in any city, small or large, can be the next Uvalde or any city can be the next Buffalo. Uh, Let me go back up here. Let me get T-Swag. He's he's back on. You back there with us, man? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm just kind of going through through some of these comments that uh, we've got in uh, Mike uh, Mike Norris said, "Too many of the officers, if not more than half, were uh, were Hispanic officers, which Uvalde is a predominantly uh, large Hispanic population. Uh, if you guys didn't know, in that part of uh, Texas, so
3: let me say this, man. I, you know, let's let's uh, let's take let's take ethnicity out of this, man. Um, you." <laughs> Man, and i you know what—I'm <laughs> like, Chief Man. Goodness gracious, man! You sit, you 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 train and you train and you train and you train and you train, and you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words. I, I'm—I I'm, am really at a loss for words as this continues to unfold, and the things that we are learning that. Did not occur, um, or could yeah. his lives? We'll, we'll never know. Now we'll, we'll we'll never know if you know, because people say, "Well, you could have saved." We'll never know that now, because because you know, people sit around or trying to trying to determine, or were they afraid or whatever. But you know, it 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 it, it doesn't it, it 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 doesn't bring those people's children back, and it doesn't. It doesn't eliminate the scarring that is going to happen, that's going to be lifelong. And that city will never be the same. And we can talk about you've already strong and and we'll come back. The city will never be the same. Uh -uh. Well, well,
0: Keith, you know, I don't think you heard the comment that I made earlier that uh, one of the tragic things that has come out of this shoot, out of this mass shooting, is the fact that the scoop one of the school teacher's husband died of a heart attack so he he's not there for his kids his wife is gone so now family members will have to raise their uh, their children and so you know there is just no way A family, a a community, and a family can ever recover from that. That's just my personal opinion. I just don't see how a family and a community can recover from something this tragic.
3: No, I didn't hear that, Virgil. I didn't. I didn't realize that uh, that one of the teacher's spouses had died of a heart attack. I did
1: not realize Mm -hmm. that, man.
0: Yeah. So so much
1: collateral. It was that collateral. The female teacher, or, uh, that was that was killed in the shooting. Yeah. So, so Got Keith,
0: there them. is a, so Keith, there is a video of him and I believe his father walking up to the the makeshift memorial in front of the school, and this camera crew caught him laying putting flowers down. Soon after he left that school. He died of a heart attack. And I mean, he, that is and, wow. and I said this while you were offline, Keith, that as a politician, you're 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 a man, you're a father, you're a husband before you are a Democrat or a Republican. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and think that this man died just Days after his wife was was murdered, or just hours, you know, twenty four hours later, um, and he dies from a heart attack. Man, that I, that's why I said, Keith, when you got politicians who are talking about, oh, they're going to this NRA con- convention in Houston, they're not doing anything they can to uh, to try to. Resolve. You can't fix what has already happened. But then they want to say it was a deranged 18 year old who went in there and killed these teachers and kids. Yeah, he was. But at the same time, you had a law that allowed him to go and purchase these
3: type of weapons. Yeah, Virgil, it's man, you can't have it both ways. Either you're going to support the families and start doing things. That are going to um, to save lives, or you're not. So don't get on here talking about, you know, your 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 prayers for the families and you you support the families, but you don't you don't come up with any ideas on how to minimize this. I, I don't I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anybody else talk about they support these families and they're praying for these families that have the ability, these people that have the ability to to make changes and they're not. I don't wanna hear it, it's hypocritical when they do that. It's, I think it's it's lip service. I'm tired of it, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Keith, I'm reading a comment from Tony Hollis. He says, replying to Keith Baker's comment, he says, indeed, at 18 year old, the body may have developed into manhood from a physical perspective, but the mental state of growing into a manhood is just the beginning. And so, you know, obviously, you know, this kid was not wrapped very well. I mean, he went on social media and kind of told some people what he was going to do. Um, And and so Keith, it's, I don't know, man. I, you know, when there should be some things in place by now to where these type of things should not be permitted on social media. And if you can put somebody in Facebook jail, you can definitely prevent somebody from going on social media, uh, talking about their friend to go, hey, I just shot my grandmother now for to go shoot up a school. I mean, come on now. Hey, hey, man, I just... just, And and, and rip his butt.
3: Yeah. Rip his butt about...
0: Good afternoon. We want to welcome everyone to You and the Law Podcast. We're streaming live on Facebook Live and we want to thank you for taking the time to to come on and join us. Uh, We've got another uh, topic that's going to be related to policing in America, but uh, I need to introduce the man to the left who goes by the name of
3: T. Swag. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm good, man. I want to apologize, first of all, to the listeners, man. I got some work done at the house, man, so... Uh, it should stop in a minute, but everybody, I'm doing okay. Okay. All right. Enjoying well, retirement, man. Enjoying retirement.
0: Well, you definitely look like you're enjoying it, man. You know, you got you got the you got the Grady look going on. The what? The
3: Grady. Grady. You got the Grady look. Are you talking like Grady from uh, Sanford and Son? Sanford and Son. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, you know, He's the he's crazy, She's crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. We, we talking about each other now <laughs> No, no, we're not talking about each uh, other Okay, I just I just Cause I know, Yeah, because I know you <laughs> You don't know
0: uh, me man. <laughs> uh, well hey, uh, for those who Have never tuned in to our podcast uh, This is a, a uh, Informative podcast Where we're talking about uh, Topics that's going on In America with policing And tonight, we're going to be uh, talking about um, uh, race, reform, and reality. And so, but Keith, before we uh, jump into the the topic, uh, you know, yesterday was another tragic mass shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that everybody has probably heard about it. And so, uh, I want to play something uh, before we... uh, get into the topic, but uh, just another senseless act of gun violence that everybody now is trying to figure out why.
4: The eighth consecutive night, we start this evening's broadcast covering a shooting another one. In a nation still reeling from massacres in Buffalo and Texas, it has happened yet again. This time on a hospital campus in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Authorities say the suspect carried a rifle and a handgun into a medical building next to the hospital and opened fire.
2: The officers that did arrive uh, were hearing shots in the building, and that's what directed them to the second floor. Um, Right now, we have uh, four civilians that are Uh, dead we have one shooter that is dead and uh, right now we believe that is self inflicted officers have not been interviewed but we're certain that's a self-inflicted gunshot wound on his uh, part
4: this latest bloodshed comes after the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 children and two teachers were brutally killed last Tuesday. Newly obtained video shows that attack unfolding. We can see officers moving toward the school as terrified children try to escape. We're also learning new details from Uvalde's mayor, who says he heard a negotiator trying to reach the gunman on the phone.
1: The only person I had a communication when the negotiator was trying to get the shooter on the phone and so forth. I was in the room. No, he wouldn't answer. They tried his every, every number they could find. Uh, yeah, he was was un- associated
0: with. The moment he went in that classroom, they started calling from his main goal was to try to get this person on the phone.
4: The mayor also says he does not think the negotiator knew that there were children inside the school desperately calling 911 at that time and there are still many many questions surrounding the uvalde school district police chief pete arredondo he has now been criticized for waiting too long to send in officers and there have been reports he's no longer cooperating with state investigators he denied that report today
2: um, just so everybody you know, knows, we've been in contact with DPS every day. Just so you all know. They say, you're every not, they say that you're not cooperating. I've, I've been on the phone with them every day. Just so they so you say all you're
4: not cooperating,
2: sir? So. Just a second. Just so you know, we've been talking what, to them every day. What, what like, is I appreciate you. What is your reaction y'all, you to Y'all have a good day.
4: Meanwhile, in Washington, House Democrats are pushing ahead with gun safety legislation. The Judiciary Committee expected to vote on a new measure tomorrow. And tonight, NBC News reporting a bipartisan, I wish I had a bell to ring, a bipartisan group of nine senators has reached what they're calling a framework for a new gun measure. Earlier this evening, one of those senators described that process.
5: I've never seen more Republicans, at the table willing to talk about changes in our gun laws than I do today. We're talking about a comprehensive package that um, will uh, allow Republicans to take that step forward um, and learn that in fact, there's political gain to be had in attaching yourself to the 90% of your constituents who want us to do something about gun violence.
0: Hey, I uh, want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in with us. And uh, uh, that was, of a, a, a course, a, a clip from yesterday's mass shooting in Tulsa, Keith, that, uh, you know, man, once again, uh, there's a lot of people asking questions as to why.
3: I don't. I, you know, it, it, it goes back to some other topics that we had, and we tried to answer the question of why when we talk about uh, the senseless um, acts of violence, uh, you know, we, we talked about this Virgil right after the Buffalo incident, and we were worried about copycat um, uh, people who wanting to copy the previous incident. And so we've had multiple of those incidents. Uh, it is, um, it, it, it's, it's just puzzling to me that we haven't done anything. We haven't seen a break in mass shootings, uh, even since Columbine. We continue to have them and they continue to increase. It appears each year we start, we continue to see an increase. Over 200 of them so far this year. Um, that is, that's, that's insane. And, um, you know, we talk about gun laws and I got into a uh, debate the other day on social media with a uh, fellow police chief who's also retired and all he could really focus on was the second amendment, you know, the rights to bear arms. And, you know, there's no way to really tell if, if this would, if these events would not have occurred, uh, if. if you raise the age to bring, to buy guns. But those are two incidents that we know, Uvalde and Buffalo, that we know, that if the, (coughs) excuse me, that we know, Virgil, that there is a possibility, if if those two 18-year-olds had not been allowed to buy those weapons, there's a possibility that those attacks may not have happened. I'm not saying definitely, but yeah. there's no way you can say it when you've got 18-year-olds who are allowed to buy weapons. Now, you know, you have people saying, well, you know, it's it, it right. So we, we talk about the Second Amendment. It's something that I'm a believer in the Second Amendment. You know, I understand the Second Amendment and I understand why the Second Amendment was written. At the time it was written, that was for a rich, landowners people who have property and who have money the second amendment was not created for people who look like you and i or people who did not have money Correct. and so my thing is we're, we're talking about that but tell me in the second amendment where it says uh you should you you, you should bear um assault rifles or extended magazines tell me tell me that and and, and nobody can tell no one can tell you The reason, the only thing they can tell you why um, it's okay to purchase those weapons is because the Second Amendment allows you to. Exactly. So those are things that I don't understand how, you know, nobody can answer the justification to that. And I'm sorry, you know, as a police officer, we know that our law enforcement men and women, uh, in order to carry out some of the protective things that they need to do, the, the long rifles are are, are needed. But these high-capacity magazines and the ability for anybody to just be able to go and buy it without any type of background checks or no way to have a database to show if anybody has some form of mental illness, it's got to stop, man. It's yeah, got to it, stop. It, and, it, and it, Virgil, it, yeah. let me say this. Let me say this also, Virgil, and to the listeners. You, you've got to, we've got to start holding... Um, those individuals who are who know about these individuals who are talking about it on social media talking about carrying out these acts they are complicit and they should be held accountable too because I'm, I'm tired of hearing well you know they were talking about this but i never took it ser- i never took it seriously um those are things that bother me those yeah. are things that got me concerned
0: yeah exactly well, hey Keith, I want to get to one of the, the comments in the chat room. Uh, it's from Jason Starr, and Jason is a former officer. Uh, well, he worked uh, under me with the Tulsa Public Schools. He's a full resource officer with the Tulsa Public School System, and so uh, he stated that he was on duty and assisted with the Tulsa Police Department setting up the uh, uh, the uh, reading. Re- Renew, Renu- I can't even hardly say that yeah. the uh, the center at the uh, high school, which was, I believe, Jason was at um, uh, Memorial High School, which is not too far from the uh, the hospital where this took place at. So, uh, I'm very familiar with that area. And he stated that so many families came through, not knowing. What they were walking into and you know you know keith we talked about this last week with the shooting in and uh uvalde that so many parents so many grandparents uh didn't have a clue what they were what they were going to be confronting and and once again just like with the families in buffalo you've got families in tulsa who are, are who've watched all these other things play out over tv but now they're actually dealing with it themselves
3: well i don't think anybody wakes up in the morning thinking that uh they're uh, in the past nobody woke up in the morning thinking that uh there was going to be a major a tragedy in their family you know the scary part about this now virgil is that's what's on a lot of people's minds each and every day uh, when they wake up think about this there's there's two places that we believe kids should be safe that's at their home and that's in school correct and we've had mass shootings that have been in both locations uh, somewhere mass shooting at someone's home where kids were involved and mass shootings at schools where kids were involved and so it's getting to the point now man where um, people don't know where to send their kids you know and, and, and I say this Virgil the reason that these individuals, these cowards, the reason that these cowards carry out these acts, uh, they want to be, uh, they, they want to consider themselves martyrs. Mm-hmm. They want to go down in history. Uh, they want to be, I want to outdo the, the, the last person uh, that, that, that did this. And so, you know, we need to stop giving them attention and pay more attention to the victims. Uh, when we start going through the things that are going on with this person, that's what they wanted. That's the attention that they want. The families of these victims, these victims should be getting all of the, the attention. Um, and so those are the things, but I, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. <clears throat> you know, they, they were talking about, you know, they talked to Ted Cruz the other day and he basically just really, you know, it's crazy where you hear things like, well, they're just trying to politicize the shooting. Nobody's trying to politicize the shooting. Exactly, Pete, yeah. People are wanting answers. People want to know, what can we do to minimize the probability of this occurring? Is that stricter gun laws? Is it reform? We're not talking about completely rewriting the Second Amendment. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about the Brady law. Well, let's talk about the Brady bill. Why did that happen? Because the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, uh, there was an assassination attempt on his life. Correct. Uh, the Brady bill was passed extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Brady, as you know, was, was uh, critically injured in, in that situation. And there was no, no um, uh, hesitation to pass that bill. That's right. thirty years ago, so no major gun uh, reform has been passed more than thirty years. Yeah, For, well, I think I as think far as, did, as, as far as federally,
0: yeah. Well, didn't they pass the the uh, assault ban, assault rifle ban, some decades ago that just recently expired, probably say within the last maybe ten years?
3: I don't, I don't. You know, I, I can't answer that. I mean, okay. I, Oh, no, I, it, seemed, it
0: seemed like I remember hearing something about you know I think when Biden was uh, was in the Senate there was some type of assault weapon ban that was uh, that was passed and it it actually had a uh, there was a time limit on it and that time limit I believe passed several years ago Keith so I, I may be wrong about it but I'm gonna look it yeah. up and see. Well,
3: well, Virgil, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you you know. You know the, the the red flag laws, and for uh, the listeners out there who are not familiar with red flag laws, there's, there's a safety um, element that's put in to, for police officers to use when they go to a situation and they feel or they believe that a, a subject <clears throat> is a danger to himself or others, or if they feel that there's a weapon there, uh, based on. Previous violence and there is a possibility the violence will continue. Uh, they would take those weapons for safekeeping uh, and not to not to seize those weapons uh, permanently, but at least for safekeeping uh, until we can det- until they can determine uh, what uh, that, that there's no further danger. And you even have police officers, Virgil, that have a problem with that law exactly you exactly. have yeah, yeah, police officers I was sitting at a command staff meeting one day <clears throat> that came up we were talking about uh, some uh, wish list of things we would like to talk to our the legislators about and I brought up red flag laws and one of my commanders literally turned red and basically said and we're and we're talking about for the protection of victims of, of, of domestic violence, or if you have someone who may have suffered from mental illness, taking Correct. those guns is for safekeeping. This guy yes, got yes. so red, Virgil, so red, and was fuming at the mouth, talking about that is a violation of the Second Amendment, and you're seizing people's guns, and then now, people are going to come into people's homes, the law is going to come into people's homes and seize weapons. Where does that... Where have you? Where does any reform that, say that we've heard about? Where does it say that? No, no. I don't. No. I don't understand what the love for guns are. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I don't understand what the love. You know, it's just. <laughs> Let me ask you this: When please. you say something, when you say something about gun reform, man, people automatically say you're thinking about banning weapons. Yeah. Listen, yeah. there's there's no way. There's no way on earth that you're gonna keep weapons off the street. You know, you've got the, you know, we've got the enhanced laws and things like that. But what it says, there's two incidents that possibly could have been prevented because two cowards were allowed to purchase weapons that they used and multiple uh, rounds, multiple rounds of ammunition. To and that they were going in there to mass as a for a massacre, yeah. And so, I don't get
1: what how the NRA and other political parties get
3: so worked up and they talk about a person's rights to bear arms. Why so is so let me, the Second Amendment me, so? I mean, why is it why is the Second Amendment the why, why is that such a debated topic? So let me ask you this. Do, yeah, do, go do, ahead, man. Do, go do, ahead. You think, do you think
0: that there is more value about the Second Amendment than it is for a 10-year-old kid's life in, in school?
3: To some, hell yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Because I think when you talk it- about the Second Amendment more than All you right. can talk about 19 kids that are that are what are they third or fourth graders or 10 years old you talk about that more you talk about the second amendment than you say anything so I think there's a lot of politicians who will say oh no we value we you know no there's nothing worse than having these kids murdered by this deranged person but you will always come back to the second amendment
3: Well, first, it's not just that. It comes back to, well, they're politicizing. You know, you hear this. Well, they're making a political issue after the tragedy that happened. Nobody's making a political issue. But people have said we need gun reform. Exactly. That's all people have said. I I have a right to say that. Man, but you and I know we went to D.C. Yeah. all we did, we just went to D.C. to talk about gun safety and how do you minimize someone with a felony conviction or minimize mental, someone you know, who mental has health. mental health or serious mental health from being able to obtain a gun and you and I got death threats, we got called the N-word, yep. we were, they wanted us fired and all we did was talk about the safety of communities and safety for the officers and people get tied up so in the second amendment it's my right to bear arms. Well, the Second Amendment was not meant for everybody when it was written. Exactly. I've got to say that. I can yeah. say that now. The Second yeah. <laughs> Amendment was not, written, yeah. was not written for everybody. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, the average person of color does not, as far as um, average person of color, um, is not that is not that in tune with the Second Amendment. Yeah, not that in tune with the Second
0: Amendment. No, no, they're not. Some, some some are. Some, some are, and some not. Uh, Let me get to a a comment that just came in. Uh, This question here says, uh, "Do they ever think logically? Uh, Do they not get worked up if it's a lot of fake outrage?" You know, uh, you know. I think, I think. You know, when you ask, do they uh, think logically? I don't. I think they are thinking about the the political part of it, the money that they're receiving from these other groups, the NRA and their funds, their campaigns. You you know, there is so much. You know, this past weekend, you know, Keith, there was that NRA uh, convention in Houston, Texas, where you had, you know all the people who, who shouldn't have, who should have been there were there. Yeah, the Ted Cruz's and, and so many others and, and even the former president. Um, you know, again, people are making this out to be a Democrat and a Republican when it should be about the human lives that have been lost in these mass shootings. And Keith, just with the shooting in Tulsa, this guy goes to a gun store, purchases A weapon, and um, within hours he uses that weapon uh, in the mass shooting. And so, I've had people ask me, "Is there not a waiting period after you purchase a gun?" No, you can go into a store and buy assault rifle, a shotgun, or any other rifle. Yeah,
3: long long rifle. rifle. Now, pistols, (laughs) there. They, they, they claim that there's a waiting period, you know, I mean, you have individuals that might have to wait a few days depending on what comes up in their background check. But long rifles, I don't think there is a, a waiting period for a long, for a long gun. No. It's, I it's don't more. even think for,
0: for a handgun, Keith. I, I think in Oklahoma, you can, go, you can go into Academy Sports or any other gun place and buy
3: a weapon. But you still have to do the background check. You so, still have the federal farm and I've seen it where it goes through right there and then I've also seen it where they tell people you gotta come back in two or three days. I think yeah, it's the yeah. I think it's the inconsistency there. Yeah. That it's not a it's not a it's not the same thing for everybody who buys a weapon. Because I've been in a gun store where you'll have somebody come in and they'll buy it. They'll 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 do fill out the paperwork, they'll run it through ATF to determine if they um should be able to buy the weapon or prove to purchase that weapon and then i've seen it and it goes through really quickly and then i've seen it where they say oh it's going to take us two or three days uh to get this to go through so yeah. you know it's it's there's no consistency in the nation when it comes to weapons there's, there's no consistency and then this is what you hear well the guns that are killing people are not the legal or the people who are using guns to kill people are not the ones that are obtaining the guns legally. But well, let yeah. me let me tell you a caveat here. I was at an ATF chief forum a week before, two weeks before I retired, and one of the things that brought was brought up. That topic came up. You know, the the guns and and one of the things, the availability of guns, and one of the things that came up. If you look at the states that have open open carry or constitutional carry, you have more individuals who are carrying guns. Well, what are they doing? They're leaving those guns in their cars. So now what you've got is an increase in vehicle burglaries. And from the increase in vehicle burglaries, at least 40%, 47% or more of the individuals who are breaking into cars are looking for guns. Yeah. They're, they're even going outside their home States, breaking into cars, looking for guns because they know constitutional carry, more people are carrying guns. Exactly. Especially entertainment districts. You carry a gun. You can't carry it into a bar. So what do you do? You leave your gun in in the car. car. Yeah. And so that's how people are getting guns. doesn't make it right. You know, nobody should be. I can't stand a thief. So it doesn't make it right. But, you know, let's think about it. When you start relaxing these policies and having more people carry weapons, that's more guns out there for people to have the possibility of, of, of getting hold of, uh, of obtaining when they break into vehicles yeah
0: well keith let me let me let me put this into the, the conversation so you got people who you know there's the conversation about hey if you carry a gun you're going to protect yourself so if, if the bad guy comes up and tries to carjack you or whatever you got a gun to protect you you're not that quick to react to something that sudden And so you may have a weapon in the car, but that person already has their weapon out. And so now they take your car. Now you've got a gun in the car. So now you're just giving that person access to your weapon and maybe multiple weapons that's in the car. So that's not always the case, Keith. I think people try to justify that, but it's not always the case.
3: Well, reaction is always slower than action. Yeah. And so, uh, Hey, I, I i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with people carrying weapons. The the problem yeah, I have you know, with 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 the, with the uh, constitutional carry, you don't have to go through any classes. You can just go and buy a, a buy a weapon. You know, yeah. at least yeah. when you had the concealed handgun class, there was some formalized method. You know that you had to go through. <laughs> now the constitutional carry, you don't have to go through any kind yeah. of training. Yeah, and right. um, you know that's the thing that's scary. Uh, yeah. The fact that you do have people out here carrying weapons uh, yeah. that they haven't been they haven't been trained and I, and I go back to this man you know people go uh, the guy that I was talking to the other day he goes well you know we're we we are here to um, enforce the laws and you know we um, stand behind the, the 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 amendments constitution and the amendments totally agree first mm-hmm. amendment freedom of speech. But, but freedom of speech does not give you a right to alarm people exactly yeah, okay. yeah. the the old adage you can't yell fire in a public in a theater yeah. well, the, the same thing with the second amendment it talks about bear arms but <laughs> tell me where it says specifically you will you can bear extended magazines uh, long rifles things like that yeah. uh, i i just i will i will tell you Man, I just I don't know what the what the America's love is with with, with guns. guns. With guns. It, yeah. it is a it is a love, you know, it's 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 a love affair with guns, man, yeah. in this country. Yeah. And people well, will fight you. People will fight oh. you and you can't even reason with some people when you start talking about, hey, we need to reform. Uh you can't even reason. Nobody, you know, people just man, they turn and they and they, and they become someone that you're not familiar with. And it, it becomes, in some cases, it's become very violent, where it's become physical yeah. uh, with people regarding their beliefs of, of gun reform and, and things like that. So, yeah. you know.
0: Exactly. Well, hey, Keith, I uh, want to remind everybody, if you're just now tuning into the, to the podcast show, uh, we've been talking about the mass shooting that took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma yesterday, as well as the mass shooting that took place in Uvalde, Texas. But Keith, I want to, uh, you know, kind of change things up a little bit and kind of bring, uh, uh, talk about the, uh, tonight's topic, uh, which is race reform reality. And, uh, I've got something I want to play for, for our listeners, uh, that's going to address race reform in reality. So uh, everybody, uh, here's a video, just watch. Of Delaware State University, which is a historically
5: black college is expressing outrage after a bus of his lacrosse players was stopped and searched in Georgia. It happened at the end of last month when sheriff's deputies pulled over the bus as it traveled back home from a game in Florida. Their bus was initially stopped for an alleged traffic violation, but it then turned into a search for drugs. Members of the lacrosse team say they were being racially profiled. Police got potty cam video of the incident was released. The reason I'm sorry is for a left lane violation. This is the moment Liberty County Sheriff's deputies pulled over a bus of women's lacrosse players last month. After talking to the driver, the Sheriff's deputy pokes his head into the bus. Ace, how are y'all doing? When he returns to the car, he makes this remark to a fellow deputy.
0: There's a bunch of dang schoolgirls on the bus. It's probably some weed,
5: maybe. The deputies then inform the driver they're going to search the luggage under the bus. One deputy brings out a drug-sniffing dog. They return to the bus to explain what's happening. How do
1: we go from being in the room late to doing our manager?
0: There are times where we end up finding some children that are missing from their family. We find large amounts of money that nobody knows anything about, okay? Or large amounts of cocaine, marijuana, heroin, methamphetamines, anything like that, okay? If there is anything in y'all's luggage, we're probably gonna find it, okay? I'm not looking for a little bit of marijuana, but I'm pretty sure you guys at chaperones. probably gonna be disappointed in you if uh, we find any.
5: The deputies proceed to search the bags going through the women's personal belongings. At one point, they pull out a wrapped gift. What is that? I
1: have no clue. My aunt gave it to me. Your aunt gave it
0: to you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is? Georgia,
2: no, I didn't open it. Yet. I was waiting until I go back to school. I'll open it
0: now. No, what, what did she tell you it was? She didn't
2: tell me
0: anything. Okay, where she did, did you where did you get it from?
2: My aunt in Georgia. I mean, in, I was, in Georgia.
0: Georgia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna open it. Okay. Um, and we're gonna find out exactly what it is. Okay. But however, this is. This is the
5: type of stuff that we look for. After around 20 minutes of searching, the deputies find no contraband. All right, ladies, thank you. We're gonna get out of here you guys enjoy the rest of your trip. At a press conference yesterday, Sheriff William Bowman said multiple vehicles were stopped that morning and that his deputies followed the rules.
3: The deputy informed the passengers that the search would be completed. This is the same protocol that is expected
0: to be used no matter the race, gender, age, or destination of the passenger.
5: He later said this.
0: No personal items on the bus
3: or person were searched.
5: The president of Delaware State University, Tony Allen, says the incident has left him incensed. He said, quote, we do not intend to let this or any other incident like it pass idly. We are prepared to go wherever the evidence leads us. We have video, we have allies, Perhaps more significantly, we have the coverage, excuse me, the courage of our convictions.
4: Totally that's that's just so wrong on so many levels. And at the end, the officer says, enjoy the rest of your day when you've just been stopped and just questioned yeah, and humiliated that way. So, they were all very cooperative. They were all very cooperative, they were very cooperative because
5: cooperative. Yeah. Uh, they, they believe that, it, as the coach of the team, Ms. Jenkins said, that uh, things could have gone wrongly. Yes, very they, quickly. They had not uh, been very as cooperative quickly. as they were. Um, the other thing that I just want to point out that the sheriff's department says that uh, when they pulled the bus over, they weren't able to see who was inside because the windows were tinted. Yeah, so, the, so that's like just most, that's like what the sheriff's I ninety five is what it is, and if you pull over a bus, fine, you might have reason to. But once you get inside, I spent four years of my life on college bus, bus, buses like that going back and forth. As soon as you poke your head in, you know exactly what it is. Right. And it's no longer a, a probable cause situation. the the trauma uh, many of these young uh, women had never had an interaction with police in their lives. Yeah, so and this sweet. is the first interaction that they're going to have with the police officer. In the I, long list of, of people who should be upset about this, the people of Georgia should be upset because your, your officers have better things to do. What are yes. they doing on that to bus? to say thank you have a nice day, how about you end it with I apologize for wasting your time. Exactly. Alright, thank you, Vlad. We appreciate you. We'll be right back.
0: Exactly. Man, Keith. <laughs> I, you
3: sheriff, know, the sheriff lied. The sheriff lied and said no. The sheriff lied. The, the
0: sheriff, sheriff. lied, and, and, and I'm gonna say this, and I know people are gonna say, "Well, man, you guys are are calling out another uh, fellow uh, law enforcement person." The dude absolutely lied, lied. There, I mean, you know what? And I think if, for those of for those who have not watched that uh, uh, footage before. When we talk about race reform and reality, you got a black man who's serving as a sheriff in Liberty County, Georgia, who, Keith, I'm just going to say it because to me, the more I watch it, the more pissed off I get. The fact that this man has no clue about reform in law enforcement and he has no clue about reality, what his deputies did on the side of that highway.
3: Well, my, my concern, uh, Virgil, God he, me. yeah, my concern would be, Virgil, um, is the fact that he watched the video prior to that interview. He because, did. Because um, I don't see how he said the personal effects. I don't I don't have a problem with probable cause, you know, reasonable suspicion of probable cause. Don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you're telling these girls Uh, for no reason, you know, you're telling them that you're not you're not telling them that they you smell weed or anything, but you're you know, you're not telling them that's why you stopped the bus you're you're telling them really, I just want, we just want to search and see what what we can find and then to say your chaperones are going to be disappointed in you because we know we're going to find some dope
0: yeah, you're already assuming that you're going to find some dope I mean, come on you know, just like you know, Mike Norris is saying the stop. Most likely, it was a good stop. But once the first officer boarded the bus and saw who was on the on the bus, all you need to do is turn around and say, "Hey, sorry, you, you guys have a nice trip." But come on, man. I mean, this right here is why there is an issue with race reform and in 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 reality, because the reality of it is, it's stuff like this here that continues in 2022. And you got a black sheriff who is going to sit up there and say the the traffic stop was okay, but then he lied because Keith. Before they released that video, wouldn't you have watched that video before you released it to the news? Especially with the
3: the, the the you know with the complaints, you know, you you're talking about, you know, you're going to get the complaints. So there, I, I guarantee you that sheriff got a lot of complaints. I would have looked at that video. I don't see how he can say that they did not. Search uh, anybody, no one's um, personal property or anything uh, was 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 violated. Um, it could have been a good stop, but you know there could have been probable cause or reasonable suspicion for the call. But you're basically telling these, you're basically profiling. Um, exactly. Now, what we'll, what we'll say is that's an interdiction stop, but it doesn't seem, you know, I mean. Okay. What, what was the purpose of that, I mean,
0: what was that bus doing? So that? so they tried to say that the driver drove left to center, which we all know. Come on now. Let's not fool ourselves. That is a typical response. If you're working drug addiction or if you just a, a, a patrol officer, you, you're always going to use left to center. That's going to get you to
3: stop that vehicle. Right. You know, right. so... We'll never know. Unless there's video of the bus actually on the highway, we'll never know. You know, we, we, we're going to take, you know, the, the, the officers are saying, the deputies are saying this happened. I don't know what the bus driver's saying. But, you know, one of the things I asked, what, was the, what, does the re, what recourse does the university have? Well, I think those individuals, those young ladies on that bus, definitely number one can file a complaint but who you file a complaint with when the sheriff has already said they haven't done anything so I think it's one of those things that then you start looking at lawyers, you know, what lawyer do you get to basically say we were profiled and then it takes
0: Keith, I think one of the things that, that has come out of this is the fact that number one you got the question of probable cause. Number two, now you are running a drug dog around the bus. Now, three, you're opening up these girls' property, and and you saw where the one uh, student said that this was a, some, some kind of gift from Georgia. He said, well, this is the kind of stuff that we're looking at right here. Okay, so you open up a box that contained a gift. There was no drugs. So, again, I I go back to when we talk about race reform, police reform. How, How do you reform a system that is so broken and that you, here it is in 2022, you've got some sheriff deputies who have targeted a a chartered school bus on their highway driving through Georgia headed back to Delaware instead of having a nice encounter with these young ladies their whole deal was you heard the guy say man it's just a bunch of girls on the bus they, they probably got some weed so the first thing you see is a bunch of black girls now I think there was one white student on the Well, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a mixture of. of, of but the majority of them were 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 black students. But right. the thing of it is, come on, man, your first thing is it's a bunch of girls and, and they got some weed. So you just right there profile these young ladies to say, oh, we're gonna find some dope. Now you need to tell us before we find it because if we find it, we can't help you. Come on, Keith, what is that, man?
3: Cause if those girls would have said no, you can't search, then there would have been other issues. <laughs> that well, you know, well, they, Keith, they'd already
0: they already pulled out the, the the dog was already there. Yeah.
3: So that you, was you know, an interdiction stop, man. That was an yeah. interdiction stop, <clears throat> and and you know, say that, you know, say say it was an interdiction stop. Whether you agree with interdiction or not, at least be honest and say this is why we stopped you. The, the, the problem that we're having here Virgil is um, you know it is this is not the law enforcement profession I got into 34 years ago um, you know 34 years ago some of this stuff was was happening you know it was around the time of the Rodney King thing yeah. we started seeing some reform you know some changes but we're right back to where we were in the 70s 60s 70s uh, and and earlier in the mid 80s we're right back there where people of color are afraid uh, to drive they're afraid about encounters with law enforcement um, and when you bring that up especially in, in the predominantly white police department you get you get heckled because it's it's you're saying I'm a racist nobody's saying anybody's a racist we're saying, that procedural justice starts with open communication with someone, advising them while they're stopping you, not accusing people of of doing stuff. People still, officers still don't understand procedural justice. They don't want to understand procedural justice. There's still that belief that you have to police um, when there's predominantly minority communities, you have to police those, those areas more a, you know in a more harsh way a harder way or stronger way than you do um, neighborhoods or communities uh, where the the median income might be 80 some thousand dollars yeah. so my my thing my thing on this is you know we, we're talking about race reform and reality uh would that bus have been stopped if that was a penn state bus uh, would that bus have been stopped if it was a, uh, a Ohio State bus? You know? Well,
0: well Keith, somebody asked me that question. Yeah. If these deputies had stopped the same bus, looked on the bus, and saw that it was a group of, of white teenage boys that played say, on the golf say, team.
3: Just say Penn
0: State. Penn State, okay. Yeah. Would they have done, would they have taken the same actions that they've done with these with this bus that was majority of, of young black women on it and, and i have to say and and and, and i would you know for me keith as a black man as a man in law enforcement i've got to say most likely if that was the the georgia bulldogs they would have said hey boys you guys have a good trip we'll see you later but if that was the Alabama you know, football yeah. team, golf team or whatever, they wouldn't have done that and that's just the way that's the reality what, of what we're in Keith.
3: but you know what Virgil, this is the sad thing about it, that we even have to have this conversation, that we even have to question whether or not if that would have been a different university if that would have occurred just the fact that we're still having to have this conversation yeah. uh, rolls into the question of the topic you know, race uh, mm-hmm. Reality uh, And reform It goes right into it Number one You have, you have a majority bus of African American females That's the race part yeah. um, Then we talk about the reform part Not being able to communicate With those those young ladies uh, Regarding, you know The stop and educating them on that You know, part of reform is Like I said, procedural justice Now the reality is This happens every day, exactly Uh, thousands of times a day across across the nation. Yeah, Um, you know, you 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 talked about the sheriff being, you know, African American, and um, you know that was that was very surprising. But then, but you know, look at David Clark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Hey, so hey, hey, man, yeah. Hey, Keith, I want to get to a comment from Lisa who says. Uh, it's so disturbing to see this, and she said, "Thanks for uh, your continued efforts to to educate." And that's and one I of think- my high
3: school that's one of my high school classmates. What's going on, Lisa? How you doing?
0: Well, good, good, man. It's good. Yeah, and and, and, and you know, Keith, uh, that's that's why that is the purpose of this show is to have these type of topics that relate to people that that watch us who look like us. And, uh, and and those who
3: don't, even those who, who don't, who, who don't, African American, yeah, you have, you have, I think you have all, all cultures and, and ethnic groups that are tired of the lack of reform, that yeah. are tired of these type of stories, that are tired of our country being, our nation being so violent, and and nobody can give answers. You know, it's it's always, well, it's the police chief or it's the mayor. It's their fault. But it goes deeper than than that. We're just a violent, we're a violent nation right now at this time. There's so much hate going on, so much discord, so much, um, you know, people are are bold in saying some of the things that say, I'm going to give you an example, Virgil. Uh, and, and and to the listeners <clears throat> we had a situation several months before I retired where one weekend we had a um, Latino gentleman killed and an African American gentleman killed the comments that were on social media on our Facebook page was disheartening embarrassing and just outright frightening Mm-hmm. Because you had someone who referred to these two gentlemen, which is someone's child, which was somebody's loved one, coworker, whatever. They referred to these two gentlemen as tacos and chitlins.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, Keith, I remember what you're talking about, because it, it, the people are so insensitive. They, they behind the keyboards on their phone or, or whatever device they're using. And to use that type of language, and, and this person has been killed, it, it goes to show you the race relations in this country it does. is, is we actually, to me, Keith, you know, we it's both, reality, were, born
1: in in the, we both were
0: born in the 60s, in the 60s, uh, it takes us back. We haven't we went forward but but we went backwards in so many areas uh, of, of society.
3: Yeah, we um <clears throat> I go, always go back to the Kerner Commission, man, and and you know, President Johnson convening that committee and they basically say it back sixty-five years, fifty-five years ago, yeah, if things didn't change, we were on the on the verge or en route to having a white American and a black American. Yeah. And and I will tell you, man, it, it is very disheartening the 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 fragmented racial relationships that we have in this country, and so many racial relationships, so many so many relationships have been uh, people who have been friends for years um, those those relationships and those friendships have have been fractured, yeah, because of what's going on in the nation right now. Yeah. And and so I, I believe that the Second Amendment thing is um, has some fragments of, of of race not all of it, fragments of race um, I believe that there's a fear that if gun reform is taken is, is passed there's going to be a um, Guns are going to be taken, and people can't protect themselves against takeovers. Yeah, and so I think that's that's the case. You know, uh, Brandon asked, "How likely is the law enforcement industry to truly embrace reform?" I wish it could say 100%, but it's not. You you have you have individuals like this sheriff, Brandon, who basically said his people didn't do anything. Um, reform? Uh, why would you? Why would you? We want to reform when in your mind, you think your strong arm policing is making the community safer. Well, let me say this,
0: Keith. So one of the the another disturbing thing that this sheriff said was he asked the university this question, some kind of open dialogue. Help us to understand this so we so we can do better the next time. What the, what the, what you mean do better the next time? I mean, your guys messed it up the first time. So now you want to say, well, they need to understand what we do. So you want somebody to understand. And I've said this before. This is an industry, Brandon, that everything is about us. Everything is about we you've got to do what we tell you to do. If you don't do what we tell you to do, you're going to end up on the pavement. You're going to end up in cuffs and you're going to end up in jail. And guess what? You put yourself there versus having that conversation with that person. Well, not to get to that point. Keith.
3: Well, Virgil, it seems as though we want people to reform in law enforcement. We want, but we
0: can't reform.
3: reform, but we can't reform. Exactly. And, um, you know, that is what the the roadmap is there how to do it. The, the 21st century policing report, is, that's a roadmap of what needs to be done.
0: But Keith, how many people really, how many keep, how, how many agencies truly, truly have adopted that 21st century community policing?
3: I, I think you yeah, have more than, than we think. But at the same time, are you, well, let me just say this. How many departments have formally adopted it? Mm-hmm. Than informally. What I mean by formally, when you go through and you look at all your policies, your hiring, your hiring practices, yeah, uh, your disciplinary issues, the equipment that you use, and you're sharing that information with your community, I think that's formal. But if you're saying we're doing 21st century policing and you can't explain any of the pillars. And you're saying that because it looks good on a grant application, and you're saying that because it sounds sexy. That that's the problem that that bothers me, because are you? Just, it's like community oriented policing, Virgil. You know that people were doing that so they could get federal funds. Yeah, we're doing community oriented policing, but are you? Were they really doing community oriented policing? So are you? Are organizations really doing 21st century policing? Do they actually understand? what 21st century policing is doesn't take money it takes all it takes is the initiative to look at your policies and see what you can do better in the community and ask your community what would they like to see from their police department that's what it's about so no that's, that's what it's that's what it's about and you do have organizations that want no part of that yeah want no part of it and, and I'll say this again man I've said this before man the chief sets the tone the, the not only the, well let me say who sets the tone let me say this okay the community <clears throat> sets the tone so from the community down to the elected officials down to the mayor or city manager down to the police chief all of those entities have to be on the same page. But I'm telling you, the community sets the standard. They do. They do. Well, and I
0: say, you you know, you're right about that, Keith. But at the same time, if the the head of the police department, whether it's a police department or a sheriff department, if those guys are not connected with the community, that, those things will not happen. There's gonna be this, well, We'll do what we want to do, but we're not going to do what you want us to do. So you, there's, it's, it's a very
3: unbalanced uh, system. Well, there's a there's a there's a there's a talk in in, in the city of Little Rock that um, when you are throughout the nation that when you have uh, minority mayors and uh, minority well, black and, police chiefs. Well, yeah, majority black police chiefs, and if the city is is perceived as liberal. You have higher crime uh, rates, and that's that's totally false. That's, there's nothing to that, but that's a ploy um, that the people use politically. I'm telling you right now. Finally, you have people admitting that the crime wave that we're on is a is a um, a health a, a, a health crisis, and yeah. and so uh, public health crisis. So we're finally getting people to admit that yeah but but I'm gonna say this I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this man have things gotten better in my 34 years up to a point are things are things in reverse right now yes they are absolutely absolutely they are because there's there's a section of America that wants police to be heavy-handed and uh um You know, use the force that um, what's his name, Uh, Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin used. People, that's what that's what's needed in some people's mind. Well, well, Keith, remember remember what the former president said to a
0: group of law enforcement officers. Hey, you don't have to, you know, be gentle with them. You know, use some force. Put them, you know, push the head down. So here's a man. Telling hundreds or thousands of police officers, "Hey, it's okay. Go ahead and rough them up." At,
3: at IACP, also International Association exactly. of Police Conference. Yeah. So, so you know, and that's why, man. I don't. I don't care what your political affiliation is, and we don't. We try not to get in, involved in that on, on the podcast. But yeah. you know, man. At the end of the day, stop making this stuff political. Stop exactly. making the debts of people political. Stop making uh, modifications or, or requesting modifications for farms, political. It's about life, man. It's its yeah. about what do we do to preserve life. Yeah. And you know what, man? If that means if that means to go back and and, and modify the Second Amendment, let's do that. There's if some people that, talking about that. Yeah, if, if that's what it takes to save life. And you know what? If you save one life, you save... You, 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 that's a start that's a start yeah you know exactly. so anyway you know yeah. we could talk about this all day it's frustrating well and, you know, the listeners I you know we Virgil and i were very passionate about about our communities um we just very passionate about it we get tired of every day you turn on the news somebody's killed or you know somebody stole a gun or somebody' saying we don't need to make any changes to the laws but nobody else has a, 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 a an answer so yeah. you know we, we keep it real here. you know you're yeah. in the law we keep it real
0: exactly well Keith unfortunately uh, hopefully by next Thursday we're not going to be coming back on talking about another mass shooting but you know the way things are uh, there's no telling but hey brother we're, we're coming we're gonna,
3: up on the last we're gonna we're gonna pray yeah. And, and, and and ask that this stuff stops. That's yeah. all we can do, continue to play. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, brother, we're coming up on the last few seconds of the show, man. It's been another uh, great show. Uh, I, we got another comment here. We can get to it real quick. Um, uh, so Mike Norris says, Oddly enough, Chiefs, when I supervise the east side of OKC, a lot of citizens I interacted with Asked us and wanted us to come enter their neighborhoods and run the game bangers and criminals by any and all means possible. Sadly, those folks will be. Uh, can't read the rest of the comment, but but again, Keith, uh, you know, man, and, and want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, and again, make sure that you stay tuned for next Thursday's podcast because uh, it, it's going to be another hot topic. And uh, so, if you miss any parts of this show, I want to tell you, you can definitely go and find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So, uh, uh,
3: check us out and uh, continue to follow us. And uh, hey man, gonna- I got a question Did you say the podcast is one of those-